0: Self-control affects every area of our lives. It affects our habits, our health, our finances, our relationships. It affects every area of our lives. You know, self-control is one of those things that everybody wants, but everyone struggles with. How do I develop that in my life? Well, that's what we're gonna talk about in today's Full Life Podcast. Welcome everyone to the Full Life Podcast by Grace Church, where we hope to inspire, challenge, and clarify your next steps in faith. I'm David Lawson, and this is the last conversation we're having in this series that we're calling How to Exchange the Life that You Have for the life that you want. And we've been talking about nine qualities that need to be a part of our lives, that if we embrace them for ourselves and live them out, they will transform our life and they will transform the relationships that are in our life. And today we are going to be talking about the power, and really it is the power, the power of self Control, And if you happen to miss any of the conversations we've had up to this point, I encourage you to go back and listen to those, because I really do believe that they will be life-transforming for you. And uh, throughout this whole conversation that we've been having on these nine qualities, Pastor Randy Muma, worship pastor at Grace Church, has been joining me. And Randy, it's really been a good ride. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> I've enjoyed it, Dave. Hanging out with you outside, it's been rich. <laughs> well... Self control really is a powerful quality. And if there's an exchange that uh, people would really want to make in their life, because they, I think intuitively we understand the difference that it would make, is to exchange an undisciplined life for a self controlled life because it just has so much impact in so many areas of our lives, doesn't it?
1: Oh, right on. I have uh, five books on self-control on my bookshelf. I just don't have the discipline to
0: read them. Of course you do. Of course you do. You know, and when we think about uh, self-control, oftentimes our, our thoughts go to weight loss. You know, it goes to reading or personal enrichment or how much, you know, Saving money, you know. Just think how much weight would be lost. How many books would be read? You know how much money that we would have if we just exercised a little bit more self control. Because self control is a theme that runs through all of those disciplines that we so value in our lives. And when I think about self control, too, uh, watching an Olympic athlete or a world class athlete, and thinking about the self control and the discipline that's required in those sports and for that athlete, you know, just the mental focus, you know, the dietary focus, the skill training, all that is just so critical for those athletes. You're a musician, and uh, there's, there's a chance that you've had to discipline yourself a little bit, although some of the stories I've heard, it might be more your mom's discipline than your discipline, but I know you've had to discipline yourself to practice and to perfect your craft a little bit, so in order, in order to be a blessing to other people.
1: You're right, though. When we were younger, my mom made us practice 30 minutes every day, and it was terrible. It was tantamount to child abuse, my brother and I thought. So one day we figured we would would equal the scales, and so we got our cassette recorder, hit record, and started practicing. So the next day, we hit play, and then sat there and looked at each other and just laughed, because we were winning. And then we decided we'd go play ping pong. That didn't go so well.
0: So you had this playing when you were supposed to be practicing yeah. and you went to played ping-pong. Yeah, it didn't work so well. So she didn't think it was the metronome. She didn't think yeah. ping-pong.
1: But the discipline part was challenging. In college, I had signed up to take a lot of piano lessons. And so part of it, I had to practice three hours a day. And that's a lot of hours. And um, I remember one night, it was, it was a Friday night, and I was trying to get caught up on my hours. And I'm practicing, and I hear the basketball game going on, and people cheering, and I'm stuck in this practice room. And in those moments, you, you realize there is a, a price to be paid for that kind of discipline.
0: And I think that's the reason that a lot of times we don't like to pursue it. It's the, it's the inconvenience of it. It's hard for us to get past the inconvenience and look to the reward. Uh, I think that's, that's really a hard part, part for us. You know, self-control shows up, it reveals itself, not just with cluttered desks and unread books and a lack of savings or weight gain or whatever it might be, but it shows up in our relationships too. Um, It shows up in other areas of our lives uh, where we haven't been disciplined in our relationships with other people, and it also shows up in some of the more personal aspects of our own lives in terms of addictions, maybe, you know, uh, that... There's this lack of discipline. There may may be a hurt there, for sure, that may have caused that addiction or that that kind of dysfunctional behavior. But the lack of self-control to get the help that you need in order to make the progress, take the steps that you need, uh, is there. And because uh, we tend to be so short-sighted that we look at what's in front of us and we enjoy the moment rather than enjoying the reward that's later on. And that's the
1: whole thing about self-control. It's, it's giving up things right now to gain what I want down the
0: road. That's right. I was, uh, so I was looking up some quotes on self-control, and I thought this was a really good one. There was a Greek philosopher named Epictetus, and he said this, No man is truly free until he masters himself. Wow. I thought that was really good. Wow. And I think the reason he said that was that actually we're enslaved to the thing that's controlling us rather than us being in control of ourselves. And no one wants to be a, a slave to, to some something else or someone else. King Solomon said this in a proverb. He said, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Boy, that is probably how a lot of us feel. We feel like a city the walls are down and you know, Katie bar the door. Everything <laughs> everything is coming in. We're susceptible to everything in our lives and we don't feel like we can get control of our lives, um, and it can be frustrating, and it can be defeating for us mm-hmm. if we don't get a handle on it. So I think the bottom line is, you know, if if your world is out of control, you need to get some self control. Oh, that's a good <laughs> <Right>? one. <laughs> I a bumper sticker that says <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> but like all these qualities that we've been talking about mm-hmm. over these last eight mm-hmm. episodes, um. Self-control is a, is a is is something that is is a fruit of the spirit. It's it's spirit control. Self-control is spirit control, and it begins with that relationship, mm-hmm. as we've talked about so many times, uh, with Jesus Christ. Uh, because when we have that relationship, the Holy Spirit takes residency mm-hmm. in our lives and begins living out these qualities in our lives as we surrender to Him. You know, a few years ago, it must have been several years ago now, our staff was at a retreat, retreat, and there was a guy named Tim Kite who came in and and talked to our staff. And he he threw up this equation uh, on the whiteboard, or it was uh, on a slide or something. It was E plus R equals O. And uh, one of the reasons I wasn't very good at math is when it got... When it got to the advanced levels, there were more letters than there were numbers. I want numbers. (laughs) I want numbers. That's math. That's your number. (laughs) No, he put E plus R equals Mm O. E is event. R is response. And O is outcome. You can't control the events. Mm -hmm. Nope. So if you want to control the outcome, you have to control your response. And I thought that was so good. And Mm -hmm. that if... If we don't like the outcomes that we have in our lives, our response to the events that happens in our life really make the difference. Wow, that's so good. So, when we think about that, there are a couple of there are, there are a couple of um, characters in the Scripture um, that kind of exemplify that. One of them would be Samson. Uh, talk about a guy who had it all, but just didn't have the self control.
1: Absolutely. Here's a guy that God gave so much strength to, but instead of using it for God's glory, he goes out and does a lot of pranks. I mean, the one that I I most enjoy, is he takes 300 foxes, ties their tails together, and then hooks torches on, and then sends them through the barley fields of the Philistines. I could see Samson just sitting back and just rolling, laughing as this is happening. But as his life goes on, it doesn't get any better. He just does the things that he wants to do, not exercising self-control. And we know how the story ends. At the very end, he's blinded. He's pushing a millstone around. And finally, in his last breath, he asks God for strength. And he pushes down the pillars of the temple. And with it, he kills himself and thousands of Philistines. You know, it's kind of a, a sad story of about a life lived without self-control.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times, selfishness gets in the way of self-control. Because we, don't, we want what we want. That's really, not really what's best for right, us. Right, right. Um, and so, we saw that over and over again in Samson's life. So, I, I wrote down four pursuits of self-control. And so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list them for you, and then I'm going to invite your response on some of them. So, so, the first pursuit is, if we want self-control, is about training, uh, training ourselves. It's like we talked about that Olympic athlete. And so, what I know there's a verse, there's actually a passage that Paul talks about this. I know that's coming to your mind right now, so tell them. Tell me a little bit about what you're thinking there
1: yeah first corinthians nine twenty five everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last
0: forever yeah those uh those athletes that we talked about are are really remarkable and if and that's for that's for a crown that fades right that's for a reward that you know my my wife and I were up in the the attic one when this is several years ago, and my mom had sent me this box of stuff and it was from my hockey, and my baseball days <laughs> newspaper oh articles yep and uh, memorabilia and um, trophies and that kind of thing and so we pulled out this box <laughs> What are we going to do with this? <laughs> because, you know, it was, it was something that had faded. At the time, it seemed like it was really important, but it faded. I remember when I was playing baseball and hockey, uh, I spent countless hours trying to perfect my craft, you know, out in the field, uh, even out in the field, in my backyard, or, you know, standing in front of a mirror swinging a baseball bat, or uh, spent uh, Uh, paying five bucks in the summer and going to the ice rink and having all day because no one's no (laughs) one's going to the ice rink in the summer and uh just working on stick handling and skating and all that kind of stuff um for what for and and there was there was good to it i learned a lot uh, of of self-discipline and so forth related to that but really in in the end it was for a crown that ultimately fades and and what god is calling us to is for self-discipline for something that doesn't fade something that is going to be more lasting yeah and I'm sure that as a musician, you've had to do a quite a bit of training. You referred to it a little bit. I mean, you kind of grew out of your mom's self discipline <laughs> to your own later yeah. on, but uh, you've had to practice a little bit. Yeah, five or ten hours, something <laughs> like that. <Yeah. laughs>
1: but you think about it, though. You know, over, over the years, you, you get to that 10,000 hours of something. Yeah. And um, I found an interesting thing. Often you hear people say practicing makes perfect. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that. I believe practicing what's perfect makes perfect. Yeah. So often we get into a rut and we just kind of go through the motions in what we do and we miss out on what God has for us by not doing the thing that he asks us the way yeah. he wants us to do it.
0: That's good. That's good. That self-discipline for training for training mm-hmm. uh, in in righteousness that the scripture talks about. Yeah. Here here's here's another pursuit and that is trust. What do you think about that? You
1: know, this triggered one of my favorite verses, 1 Corinthians 10:13. It, it starts off by saying that no temptation has taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful and will the, with the temptation provide a way to escape that you can endure it. I love that idea that w- when we're in the middle of something we can't figure out, just to know that God is, is there and he's watching out for us. He's faithful and he's going to provide that way out of it.
0: Yeah, you know, we as we are getting into the spiritual side of this, you know, um, when we're talking about self-control, we're not ultimately talking about changing our eating habits and you know reading the books it's there's this spiritual side of it and oftentimes we think that our situation is unique but it's really not because there's no temptation that's befallen man that that is unique you know uh you and i face the same temptations that generations before us have faced and generations behind us are going to face i like how the the message talks about says god will always be there to help you through it you know when it if we could just recognize, think about this, if we just had the self-control to recognize that God is walking with us and is able to help us through it, just think how transforming that would be when, we have, when we're tempted to make a decision uh, that would be opposed to what God would have for our lives or what's best for us or what's uh, opposed to what's best for the self-interest or for the interest of somebody else. Um, that that could be life-transforming, just to know that God is walking alongside and help, just calling him for help. Well, that's a really good point about trusting God with that. So often we think that God has these
1: rules just to make our life miserable, but he, he wants the best for us.
0: He does want the best. There's no doubt about that, you know. And I think the other thing that 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 passage brings out to us is we do have a choice. You know, we don't. Uh, I've been talking uh, a lot lately about inertia that kind of builds up in their lives. There's positive inertia and there's negative inertia, and uh, sometimes I'll have somebody call me up and they will have made a series of bad decisions and that they want some help. And I'm glad they called. And they said, what do you, what do you, what do you think? And I said, well, you can start making good decisions. You know, just because you've made a series of bad decisions doesn't mean the next one has to be bad. Yeah. You can, you can stop that momentum and start making, but that takes some self-control because, uh, And until you, until you introduce a different force, as it were, into that inertia and and change the direction of it, you're going to continue down this path. The same is true, though, in the positive way. The more positive decisions I make, the more inertia I get going that way. And the harder it is for something to derail me because I have this positive momentum that's going on in my life. Let's go to another one. I've labeled this one time out. And, that, and, and the reason I label it time out is to, is to create some space. You know, I think a lot of exercising self-control happens in, a, in some space that we give it. Okay, just kind of hit the pause button for a little bit.
1: And this takes us to the book of James, chapter 1, verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Yeah. Slow to speak. Yeah. Oof.
0: That pause uh, that comes with the, the slowness that's in that verse reminds me of uh, I'm, were you were you and Jackie timeout people? Did you give your kids timeouts? Uh, Our when, kids
1: are in their twenties and they're still. <laughs> they're still in timeouts. Timeout.
0: <laughs> well, the reason we gave them a timeout uh, for some things is because we want to we want to we want to break the pattern, create a pause uh, and give them the opportunity to think through things a little bit, get a little bit different perspective. And I think that's what the Apostle Paul is talking about here. and uh, there are, there are a couple of slows in there slow to speak and slow to become angry and I think it might be read slow (laughs) right Uh, and quick to listen
1: but it's it's amazing though that two seconds that you delay when you're speaking to someone you have the time to just pull that word right back in before it gets out and it's a difference maker because often, if we speak quickly, we're going to say that thing that was on the tip of our tongue that should not be spoken.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, we've been talking about this whole, through this whole series about exchanges that we want to make. And I think one of the things that, the, what, that uh, James is talking about here is a you want to you exchange a quick tongue for a slow reply. And you want to exchange a quick fuse for a long response. Oh, that's good. Right? That's... We set off fireworks. I love a long fuse. <laughs> I like a long fuse. <laughs> it Gives you time to get away. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. We need to be adding to, to our fuse. But I think that's that's the exchange that he is inviting us to make. If we're going to have self control, those are some exchanges that we need to make making in our lives. Let's go to one more, and that's grow. I think uh, the more we grow, we talked about. This is related to that positive inertia I was talking about. The more that we grow, I think the more opportunity we create for self-control. I love those words in 1
1: Peter 1, starting at verse five. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith, goodness and to goodness, knowledge, knowledge, self-control and to self-control, perseverance and to perseverance, godliness and to godliness, mutual affection and mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I love how that list just builds on one another, you know, starting off and then ending up with this
0: amazing list of things that God's able to use in our lives. Yeah, that's that positive inertia we were talking mm-hmm. about. And there are two really important words and phrases, and they're add in increasing measure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How much different would our lives be, especially our spiritual lives, be if we kept adding these things? and we added an increasing measure. Yeah. That means you're never going to be done, until you take your last breath, you're never gonna be done growing and developing this positive uh, inertia in our lives and uh, developing that momentum and that giving opportunity for self-control to be demonstrated in our lives. Because um, when we talk about, let's go back to our equation, E plus R equals O. The response is something that we really have control over, and what we're talking about with these, uh, with these ways that self-control is expressed is that we're, we're creating an opportunity for that response to give us a different outcome. That R is a response to an event that we don't have control over, but when we filter our, that event through a positive response, we get the outcome that is beneficial, not only for us, but, but for those who are around us. You know, Jesus speaks of that,
1: John sixteen thirty three. He says, in this world, you are going to have trouble, right. but be encouraged i have overcome the world. In that moment, he's saying, you can't control the events. They're going to be terrible. Yeah. But here's the
0: response you need to have. So, here's the next step that maybe, I think maybe it's an easy next step, and that is, uh, identify an area in your life, an event where adding self-control would enhance your life and your productivity and your relationship? Just identify one event. What would be the most transforming event that that uh, you, if you had a positive response to would transform your life most effectively? I mean, just it's amazing how much momentum you can develop with just one win, right?
1: Yeah. I think a second next step is determine beforehand what my response is going to be. Yeah you know and, and bring that before the lord in prayer and and then those moments when it happens to begin to practice what is perfect you know i may screw up this time but the next time if i'm trying at my level best to be self-controlled in what i do i think god is going to honor that
0: i think so too yeah and that that, that predetermined response is really important because uh we have to live smarter
1: <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> i like that live smarter
0: yeah good Dave,
1: i've enjoyed i've enjoyed these last 9 uh podcasts that we've done. And I'm curious, is there one thing that's kind of stuck out to you? Maybe one quality or one idea that's been
0: fresh in your mind? Well, I have to say, I've learned a lot of more about these qualities that I definitely want to have incorporated in my life. Um, I think if there's one theme that I would pull out, it's the other's orientation mm-hmm. of every one of these qualities. These qualities have other people in mind and they have God in mind. And uh, when... When I have the, you know, Jesus said it uh, in the second commandment. He said, and love, and love your neighbor as yourself. When, when I love other people as I should, these qualities, I, I put pressure on these qualities to come out huh. in my life because I have a different perspective on life. Well, that's good. Yeah. How about for you?
1: I've been amazed to think about each one of these as something we have to put on. That was a theme that came through this whole thing. None of these things just happen. Right. You know, every one of these things, you got to put on joy. I need to put on self-control. Um, I had a friend that was talking to the other day. She said, I woke up really grumpy this morning, so I had to spend time with the Lord in prayer. And I think that's just a great thought of every day, spending time with God, saying, okay, God, I'm not feeling it today, but I want to put on your joy. And
0: Yeah, we do have a choice. Uh, we, sometimes we like to excuse ourselves and, yeah. and thinking, well, I don't really have a choice and this is just the way I am or whatever it is, but no, we, ha- we have a choice. Yeah. And the whole idea of exchanging the life that we have for the life that we want is about making those choices, right? And uh, to experience the full life that God has for us. It's like walking into my attitude closet
1: every day. Do I choose <laughs> <go>. joy or?
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah hopefully you, you, you layer up and you put them all on, right? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And leave the bad
1: stuff on the closet the, or throw
0: it out. That's right. There you go. Yeah, do do a little purging in our closet. Yeah, some of us need, need to do a little purging. No doubt about that. That's a good word. Yeah. Well, we trust that uh, these conversations and this one in particular about self-control have been helpful for you as uh, you pursue the full life that God has for you because Jesus said that he came, that we might have life and that we might have it to the full. And a part of that full life is to exercise self-control, develop that self-control in your life as we've been talking about today. Well, if you don't have a church home, I encourage you to join us at Grace Church. Uh, you can find out more about the times when our services meet, our location, and when our, our services are streaming just by going to worcestergrace.org. That's W-O-O-S-T-E-R grace.org.